What's going on, guys? Zach from the Rest of the Issues Podcast here. Welcome to episode 194 of the Young Lions Perspective. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Monday afternoon, or should I say evening, on this lovely 420 day. And I will be enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are. And the world! Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast, and as always... I greatly and truly appreciate it. Yes, bitches. Tis full 20. Good. And I just got off the phone with my buddy Sebastian. Sent me some instrumentals over the weekend. Wanted to take a listen to him. Sounded good. Sounded good. Uh, we just had a good convo. Always good. Make sure uh, in this in this time, make sure you talk to your friends. I have to actually have to talk to my best friend. Uh, see how he's doing. Um, Take the time. Hit up a friend or two. Have a Zoom chat, if you will, unless it fucking gets hacked and shit. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, hit up your friends, hit up your family, make sure you're doing well during this coronavirus. Be damned. Um, but yeah, I'll be enjoying your day. Kicking off the work week in proper wild fashion as we always do. Y'all know on the non paper news of the weekend. We got a ton of news. I was going to talk about the uh, WWE being deemed an essential business deal as the top story of the day. Um, but while I was recording that, I got the call. And I'm not going to hesitate to fuck you back on my voice. That is not what you do here on the Wild Beauty Podcast. Always make sure about a friend of yours. You never know what the hell's going on with that. But what I want to start off with today, and yes, this is the 420 episode, so uh, enjoy yourself some of the essence during this whole deal, and let's get into the news, shall we? From WrestlingInc.com, WWE reportedly researching Plan B host WrestleMania 37, this is from Joshua Gagnon, coming out from Saturday. WrestleMania 37 is scheduled to take place at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California on March 28, 2021. But as noted earlier this week, that may not happen either due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic or the potential SoFi Stadium construction delay. I'm going with the latter on this situation. Los Angeles Mailer Eric Garcetti confirmed on Wednesday the city might may not authorize large events for one year, which would be well into 2021. It's difficult to imagine us getting together in the thousands anytime soon, said Garcetti in the briefing. We've got many, many miles to walk before we we're going to be back in those environments. Our gatherings, just concerts, and sporting events may not be approved by the city for at least one year. SoFi Stadium announced the grand opening for July 25th and 26th was pushed back to a future date for 2021. WrestleVotes reported earlier today, WWE has already begun researching a plan B for an alternate venue to host WrestleMania 37 in case. WWE is not able to put on the show in California. Rokoke noted, it's too early to speculate on exact locations or details. This feels WrestleMania 36's moved to range from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida to the WWE Performance Center in Orlando. Taking place over two nights earlier this month, it was reported Tampa is being considered again for WrestleMania 38 in 2022. This is from the WrestleVotes Twitter. Quote, full disclaimer, it's far too early to speculate on specific details. However, WWE has begun researching a plan B on an alternative site to host WrestleMania 37 at the state of California. It's not allowing large gatherings and or SoFi Stadium is not finished on time. So why don't we just bring it back to Tampa for 2021? I mean, why wait for, thir- or, uh, for 38? Why not have 
37 being Tampa saying uh, as a 1-800-R-BAD due to coronavirus be damned. Um, why not bring it back to Tampa? I would probably say by 2021 around WrestleMania season, I think, and this is just what, from what I've been reading, hearing, and all that stuff, I think we'll be in the clear of the coronavirus at that point. That's just me being very optimistic. We don't know what's going to happen in a year. None of us know what's going to happen to fucking tomorrow. Feel me? So, I'd say, if you're going to do 37, if you can't do 37 in California, I would say 37 should go back to Tampa and let 38 be handled in Los Angeles. I think it's the only right thing to do in this situation. I think that's only right to bring it back to Tampa, Florida on March 28th, 2021. As a, you know, a we're, you know, we, this was out of our control type situation, going back to where it all was supposed to be. You could think of a solid tagline off of that, for real. But I think Tampa for 37 would make sense. Let fans keep their tickets. Or, you know, I mean, unless they get the refunds, then, you know, just bring it back to Tampa. I think that would be the most logical decision to make in the situation. I think that if you did it anywhere else, I think fans would kind of feel deprived, especially for Tampa. Tampa, um, this we did not know this was going to happen. All right. You know, this whole coronavirus situation and all this shit. We weren't expecting this. Unless some motherfuckers decided to actually tell the truth for once, and then we'll have to go be, oh, look at the doggy. The dog is so cute. Don't mind the chicken head that goes with it, because she's all type of yoga pants, whatever. But the doggy dog is so cute. And that was my ADD moment there. Oh, my God. But I can see them going back to Tampa. If L if if, Gar- if Mayor Garcetti is steadfast on having LA be a no no for thirty seven, bring it back to Tampa for thirty seven. Get LA on thirty eight, and we'll from there we will go. When I saw this article, my uh, spidey senses tingled up a little bit. From WrestlingNews.co. Jim Ross says WWE missed the boat on Rusev and would like to see him in AEW, written by Paul Davis. During a bonus episode of Grilling JR on Patreon, Conrad Thompson and Jim Ross discussed the wrestlers and employees in WWE that were released or furloughed this week because of budget cuts. Ross had good things to say about everyone, but he made a point to say that if he was going to hire someone right now, Rusev would be his number one priority. Ross put Rusev over as the kind of guy who could be elevated to main event status quickly in any company, including all elite wrestling. Quote, I think that Rusev is the kind of guy that you can bring in and he'd be a great contender for any title. Would I like to see a Moxley-Rusev match? Of course, I would. I'm a wrestling fan. Why wouldn't I? To me, he would be my priority. End quote. Ross made it clear that this is not something he has suggested to anyone in AEW as of yet. He said that, quote, I haven't asked that. I haven't contributed that piece of information. Our fans are hearing it from me first out of my head. But he's the kind of guy they missed on him. WWE missed on Rusev, and they gave him a great build. The investment. 
and they all just, just all of a sudden, boom. I don't know what was the reason for the boom. He worked on his body. He's lean. He looks great. He's young. There's got to be some sort, some semblance of a reason that the massive push for him was cut short. I don't know what that reason is. I never heard of any scandalous tales about the guy. I found him to be a soft-hearted, well-raised guy, meaning he's polite and he's a decent human being. Rusev might be, would be my priority. That's who I want to go after first because I can see him having some major pay-per-view of main event matches with a variety of top talents in our company, AEW. Anyone would be smart to hire him. End quote. Ross named other people who would do well in AEW, but he specifically mentioned that he would love some of Rusev's matches in the All Elite Wrestling because he feels that Rusev is out to prove how good he can be. At just 34 years old, JR and Conrad feel that he has many good years left. I'd like to call his matches on that high level, Ross continued. Conrad, you know what you're going to get out of the guy. He's got something to prove now. I'm real high on Rusev. I always thought he was a player, no doubt. End quote. Ross and Thompson gave their thoughts on some of the wrestlers and employees that were let go, and they closed out the podcast with some nice words on, nice words on the late great WWE Hall of Famer Howard Fickle. Rest in peace, Mr. Fink. He ain't wrong. He is not wrong at all. I mean, Rusev would be a great asset to any company he goes to. And I'm being dead serious on this. Rusev has main event talent written all over him. He does. You see it when he walked. Hell, I still remember him coming out in that uh, the tank. I forget which WrestleMania it was, but Rusev has main event quality written all over him. I'm almost knocked over my monster, Jesus Christ. He has main event potential. You know it, I know it. Everyone knows it. It just makes sense. I mean, come on. When you see Rusev, when you saw Rusev coming into WWE, I felt that he was a main, he could be a major player within his first two years in, in the main roster. They did that. Had him lose to John Cena, though. Not a good move there. Um, the Bobby Lashley deal, that really ain't work out well for him either. Um, I really did believe that he was world champion material. And I still do to this day. And nothing's going to really change my mind. And when you think about it, for me, if Rusev went to AEW, I think they would have a immediate title contender on their hands. I mean, have a work a couple high-profile feuds, 
banger matches. Omega, Cody, you know, Hager, Jericho, Hardy. Rusev could have some bangers in AEW. And for JR to give him the rub and saying, you know, if I were going for anybody in as a free agent right now, I would make my number one priority Rusev. That is an endorsement from one of the greatest in the business right now. A living legend, if you will. And it only should make sense that, you know, Rusev gets scooped up quite quickly. Quite quickly. I think he'll go to AEW. I really do. I think he really goes to AEW and makes a proper name for himself and actually shows his ass, shows up and shows out. And thoroughly, they make him dominate. That's what I would want to see out of Rusev. A kind of the same feeling that I had for um for Drew McIntyre. You know, was was you know heralded as the chosen one by Vince McMahon, got released a few about a year or so later. I think a couple a couple years later. Went to the Indies, built himself up, killed it in England, banger with fucking Grado. And if you've never seen that match, oh my god, the pop for Grado is just fucking money. Like, I haven't heard of, I love that. Take time out of your day to watch Drew McIntyre versus Grado. And Grado coming out to like a prayer from Madonna. And the crowd just going bananas. Oh my god. Drew then comes back to WWE, goes through the NXT, chills it in NXT, comes into the main roster, and it took him about three years, two two years or so, and now he's world champion. You know, he looks the part, acts the part, just is the part. He is the part. Rusev could be the same way. He looks the part. He can go in the ring. He's got a few promos that made me believe I was like, okay. But if you just make him into a straight bruiser, a straight animal, a straight beast, Rusev could really make some headway in AEW. I think that's the only spot he needs to be at. If New Japan and AEW kind of get a thing going somewhere down the line, then I wouldn't mind that either because then you get into Rusev Okada territory. And that, for me, it makes me a happy boy. Rusev Naito, Rusev Ibushi, Rusev Tanahashi, you know, what would have been dope with Shibata Rusev, that would have been fucking bananas, I mean, Takagi Rusev would be fire, balls in his court, balls in Rusev's court, and we'll see what happens with Rusev in the near future, now, I don't know why they're doing this shit, but I understand, and this is usually not a place I usually don't read articles from, but this is kind of something I really wanted to talk about. From the sun.com, WWE star Roman Reigns' name is banned from being said on telly 
by Vince McMahon with his future in doubt. This is from Gary Stonehouse. Now, this is a gossip section. I don't usually do gossip shit, but it's it's wrestling, and we talk about it. WWE superstars have been reportedly been barred from mentioning Roman Reigns' name on television for the foreseeable future. The big dog pulled out of his universal title shot against Goldberg at WrestleMania 36 earlier this month amid the coronavirus pandemic. Having twice recovered from leukemia, the 34-year-old decided the risk of traveling to Orlando to film the event was too high risk due to his weakened immune system. After forfeiting his championship opportunity, Braun Strowman replaced him and defeated Goldberg to claim the gold. Now, Wrestling Observer claims WWE employees are under strict orders not to mention Reign's name on TV. With the star currently out of action due to the COVID-19 infection, it seems WWE's CEO's Vince McMahon is attempting to keep him out of the minds of fans. Reports emerged Reigns' long-term future was in doubt due to the spread of the deadly bug. However, it has now emerged the decision there has now emerged the decision on when to return is being left up entirely to the wrestler himself. Let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. Roman, Joe, take all the time you need, bro. You, as, you know, even though your character is dog shit and you should have went heel many moons ago, you are an essential piece to the WWE main roster, whether fans like it or not. And you have a weakened immune system due to the fact that you've had leukemia twice. Eh? Which means you have a weakened immune system, sir. I think it is in your best interest to fall back for a while, chill, let this whole John wash over, and when you feel like you're ready, come back, we'll handle business. And from there we go. It's no secret that Roman Reigns is, a, is an essential part of the brand. I mean, he's one of the top stars for a reason. Better throw that. So it would be imperative for Roman to chill for just a little bit and let, you know, WWE do their thing. That's what I see. We would rather see you at 100% than go out of your way to go 100% with the possibility of you, you know, getting it, catching it. It becomes big time news. Fans start going, you know, on the backlash train, outrage train, and want WWE pretty much dead. Do your thing, get straight. Once we sort everything out, we'll bring you back in, and and we will carry on from whatever storyline you were going to be involved with. But talking about Roman Reigns, this little article caught my eye while I was reading this. Also from the Sun, never say never. The Rock hints at shock WWE return for dream match with Cousin. Roman Reigns and says venue would have to be right. It's also from Gary Stonehouse. WWE legend The Rock has thrown open the door to a potential return 
to the ring for a dream match with Roman Reigns. The 47-year-old has paved the way for wrestlers to make the transition to mainstream entertainment business. The Great One became one of the most recognizable faces on the planet during the WWE Attitude Era days in the 1990s. Following a successful switch to the silver screen to become one of the biggest actors in Hollywood, he announced that he quietly retired from wrestling last summer. He last completed in a six-second impromptu match against Eric Rowan at WrestleMania 32 in what likely looked likely to be his last ever bout. However, Reigns has recently discussed the possibility of going one-on-one with the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. And now, The Rock has responded to those rumors after being asked directly about them in a Q&A session by admitting, never say never. The Brahma Bulls said, I think anything's possible. Sure, of course, I'm always open. That's the cool thing about professional wrestling. There is an adaptability to wrestling. You never say never in the world of pro wrestling. I mean, would I want to see Roman Reigns versus The Rock? Yes, I would. This match has been discussed for years. And if I were booking it, I would easily make Roman Reigns the heel because The Rock would never, ever be a heel in this particular case. Fans would already be for, it would be pro-Rock crowd all day long. It's the return of The Rock going up against Roman Reigns. Roman's going to be the heel regardless. It's just how it goes. There, There ain't no two ways about it. Of course, you're going to have your Roman stands and your rock stands and my mother going completely batshit because she likes both of them and all that. And she don't know what to do with her mom at the moment. So, yeah, let me see it. WrestleMania, please. That is a WrestleMania match. That's the easiest thing in the world to book. It's just about how you tell that story. There's going to be a challenge, you know, from The Rock, you know, challenging Roman to a matchup. Then it turns intense between the two. Rock gets a couple of, uh, you know, tune-up matches before the event. Maybe they do a tag match together, or I don't know. But when we get to that moment, when we get to Rock versus Roman, then yeah. Go all the way the fuck out. And I'm going to do one more. Before we uh, take a nice little break here. Um, So, of course, we already know about the lengthy list of WWE releases. Excuse me. That went down this week. And we got Mo. We got Mo. So, from F4WOnline.com. Updated list of WWE NXT releases. Tainara, Tino Sabatelli, more by F4W staff. So here are the updates that we have now for the releases. So NXT's MJ Jenkins confirmed that she's been released by the WWE. Quote, COVID-19 has been devastating for me and my family. My brother-in-law, who was, in le- who was my legal guardian, passed away to COVID-19. Today, COVID-19 certainly of my dream job. Feels like life is being sucked from me. Thank you to everyone that has reached out. Be safe and stay strong. 
Jenkins State signed with WWE in 2018 and took part in that year's May Young Classic. Josiah Williams, an on-air digital talent based out of the Performance Center who has made appearances on NXT, tweeted, My, my microphone is currently wide open. Now accepting voiceover opportunities, features, uh, features for Christian hip-hop, slash clean music, interviews, and more. Click the link below for more information. Hashtag stay positive. Williams then noted that the situation with WWE is up in the air. Quote, thanks for the love, you guys. Like many other employees, my situation is up in the air. I'm hoping to be back soon. Until then, I'll be working hard, supporting my family, and sharing love with the entire world. It's going to be okay. Dave Meltzer has confirmed that Dorian Mack, Dan Matha, has been released. Mack previously teamed with Ravemart as the Outliers, with them being managed by Robert Stone. And I'll be talking about that um, in part two of this week's episode of the News of the Weekend. Nick Ogarelli otherwise known as Nick Camarado, tweeted that he was released this week. Quote, took a few days to post this, but despite what happened, I can still say I'm very thankful. This past year with the WWE has been a great time. I like to thank the coaches at the Performance Center for all the experience, knowledge, and outlook I've gained and will continue to use that throughout my career. I'd like to say this is not a goodbye as much as a see you later. Stay strong and stay safe, world. Ogarelli is a graduate of the Monster Factory Wrestling School. He signed with WWE in February 2019 and has been wrestling on NXT house shows. PW Insider reported that Tenara Kanchi, Cesar Bononi, and Mars Wang have been released by WWE. Fightful also reported that Tino Sabatelli has been released. Cassius Ono has been confirmed as part of WWE's layoffs and furloughs. That was the, the probably the biggest one that I thought was that came out of this. I was shocked when Cassius Ono was released. That was probably one of the bigger ones. NXT, I mean. I felt that, I thought that Ono had potential on his return to WWE. Going over to NXT UK, I think definitely, you know, gave him a second wind. And I thought he was going to have, you know, he had matches with Lee Dragunov and, you know, I thought he was really doing his thing over on NXT UK, but unfortunately, the hammer struck down. He was one of the names and unfortunately has been released. So I'm sure he'll be in the Indies soon enough. Um, I won't go the AEW route. Like I'm sure people will. Um, if he does, cool. If not, hey, you know, I wish him well in whatever he does in the future. Continuing on, Meltzer has confirmed that Rocky, Marcos Gomez, Edgar Lopez, Fasal Kurdi, Hussein Agdalga. Al Dagal and Mohamed Adel Fatah have been released. Curry was released two months ago, but his name just came out this past week. The first NXT wrestlers who were released as a part of the WWE's roster cuts have been confirmed. Deanna Perazzo posted a tweet announcing that she has been released. Quote, the people closest to me know this is something I've been struggling with, with wanting for the better part of the last year. Happy to say I gave this journey my best and more excited for the future. Alexander Jack Six also tweeted about an NXT. Sometimes life does not seem real. And no matter how hard you work, it sometimes is not enough. My WWE family, until one of our lights is forever extinguished, our dance will never end. Goodbye. Jack Six had wrestled on house shows but never made his televised in-ring debut for NXT. He was trained by Santino Morella at the Battle Arts Academy in Canada and was also coached by Alex Wright and wrestled as LX10 in Germany before signing with WWE in 2019. Unlike the main roster releases, NXT releases aren't publicly announced by WWE. The releases are part of cost-cutting measures as WWE is taking in response to the coronavirus pandemic. 
So there we go. Deanna Perrazzo, Alexander Jaxic, Rocky, Marcos Gomez, Edgar Lopez, Fasal Kardi, Hussein Aldegal, Mohamed Abdel Fattah, Cassius Ono, Tianara Kanchi, Cesar Bononi, Mars Wang have been released, as well as Nick Ogarelli, Dorian Mack, Dan Matha, um, Josiah Williams, and MJ Jenkins from NXT have been released from WWE. We do wish them well in their future endeavors. Um, on behalf of the Wild Be Back podcast, myself and my dude Marley, um, it does suck because you know with all of this going on, you know in the world and coronavirus be damned, um, it comes to a point where I don't know. I mean, it does suck because you know a lot of talent has been released amid this whole entire pandemic and people were, you know, going bananas talking about why would they do this in such a, you know, a time and all this stuff. And I totally get it, you know, with all these businesses, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, having to close their businesses for now due to some unforeseen bullshit, boomer proof type shit. Um, yeah, I'm letting it all out today. It's Monday. But, you know, Think about it. Usually around this time, probably the week after, they were going to do cuts anyway. You know, spring cleaning, if you will. The bus flip. And so it was going to happen eventually. Um, it's just a matter, you know, in this case, it, would I say it's poor timing? I don't know. Would I say it was going to happen anyway? It probably was. Would I say that due to this, it may have been a bigger issue with that? I would also say yes. But releases were going to happen. In just this case, um, a lot of people were left hang- holding the bag, and now they are chilling in quarantine and not being able to perform doing the thing that they love most. That's kind of the biggest negative coming out of it. Um, again, we do wish them well in whatever they do in the future and hope they land somewhere and do they damn thing. So that's going to conclude part one of episode 194 of the YLP podcast, the news of the weekend. Coming up, I have news on Jim Ross believing that AEW should not hire released WWE stars just yet. I also have backstage news on why WWE went from live TV back to tape shows. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about uh, NJ, a little bit of NJPW for the week. Got to get your NJ, dose of NJPW news. Um, talking about Harold Mage and what his what his thoughts are on the coronavirus and how he plows ahead with uh, plows ahead with future plans. MJF revealing he might need surgery and taking a uh, hiatus from social media. And we're gonna end the show this week talking about Dan Matha revealing how he got into a brutal car accident before he was released by WWE. All this coming up on episode 194 of the Young Lions Perspective. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we are back with episode 194 of the YLP Podcast. News of the Weekend. And let's get into part two. From WrestlingInc.com, 
backstage news on why WWE went from live TV back to tape shows. Written by Joshua Gagnon. A little over a week ago, Vince McMahon made the call for WWE to go live. Each week from the closed set WWE Performance Center. With the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, this move caused concern how much talent and crew would have to be flown in each week. Initially, it was reported as WWE being proactive with staying as close to live as possible to keep up with the contracts they signed with NBC Universal and Fox. The fear was a financial change could be made if WWE was taping too many shows. That all changed a couple days ago, when WWE decided it would tape its upcoming episodes of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Main Event, and 205 Live from May 1st until at least July 8th. One reported reason was the safety of the talent and crew involved, cutting down on how much they would have to travel. WWE is said to be doing pandemic-level cleaning at the WWE PC, along with safety measures such as everyone wearing face masks when not performing, medical screenings before being allowed to enter any closed set, only allowing essential personnel on those sets, good hygiene and hand washing for an appropriate amount of time, filming matches in waves, and following social distancing guidelines outside of performances. Despite all this, WWE has received criticism for pushing forward during these uncertain times. In the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, it was reported both the NBC Universal and Fox told Vince McMahon this past week they would not cut WWE's money, even if it's first-run programming that's not live. Since the TV revenues were safe, the call was made to go back to taping shows. Monday's Raw will air live, as will Wednesday's. I can't. I can't English today. I swear. Wednesday's NXT and Friday's SmackDown. Beginning this Saturday, April 25th, the taping schedule will then begin. So. They're making sure the performers are safe. And I believe they were uh, changing the ropes in canvas every match. You know, good hygiene. Close set. I can understand why it made sense for WWE to get back into the swing of things with taping. I mean, once they got the go from NBC Universal and Fox to be able to do these shows then, well, it made sense to be able to just go back to just taping shows. I'm glad, for this time being, that we're going to get taped shows, and with no crowd, of course, and, you know, luck of the draw. NBC Universal and Fox understood that, you know, with everything that's going on, it would make sense for them to just do tape shows, run it all the way through at least July. Hopefully by that time, all will be well with the world. And then they can go back to doing live shows. I mean, they're doing it right. They're doing it right. They're keeping it, you know, keeping it a buck. And, you know, they made the right call in simply having, you know, tape shows. It made the most sense. Um, why not? I see... I mean, if we're trying to, you know, the thing is, you know, we're trying to keep, you know, 
traveling going and you know them being essential personnel now and you know being able to bring them in it is cause for concern i mean you're having them travel from different places you know with the possibility of getting it is there unless they're just chilling at the crib you know not really going anywhere else taking their own car to the airport by selling that bitch down if necessary and then um you know traveling you know being safe of course and getting there every once in a while first class trip um <laughs> and just making sure they're taking precaution and not throwing caution to the wind if that makes any sense in the world also from wrestlinginc.com Jim Ross believes that AEW should not hire release WWE stars just yet. This is from Bree Coder. Get into this. Last week was a hard week for the pro wrestling industry. On Wednesday, WWE officials laid off over 34 superstars, and that doesn't even include backstage personnel. With all these people out of work, the big question now is, where do they go from here? With AEW being WWE's biggest competitor, Many believe that the former WWE superstars will head there. However, that is uncertain at this time. AEW head commentator and senior advisor Jim Ross believes AEW shouldn't hire the most recently released wrestlers right now. Sometimes you have to uh, let people go that you don't think deserve to be let go, Ross stated on The Roman Show. It's the nature. It's not wrestling, man. It's life we're talking about. There are 6 million people right now in the unemployment line. We're all roaring about 30 or 40 people in the wrestling business that also got laid off. Sometimes I wonder where our heads are. We are living in the most tumultuous, unprecedented times ever. He ain't wrong there. He continues on to say, on Twitter, I get, what do you think about this? Who should AEW hire? I'm more worried right now about living to tomorrow. I'm at a high risk for the coronavirus. You think I'm concerned about who's going to get hired tomorrow? If I were AEW, I would hire nobody. There's no reason to hire anybody right now. These talents got laid off. I hope none of them go on a massive pity party. Come on, man. You think you're the only person in the wrestling business that's been sat down, cast away, or taken away from a job? Give me a break. The bottom line is that it's unfortunate. Some people have to wonder why they were let go. There has to be a reason why they were let go. End quote. One particular wrestler in that Ross mentioned during his interview was Rusev, who took his time with the WWE in stride. After receiving many high-loan storylines, as well as long periods of non-televised appearances, quote, what about Rusev? He had a great push. It's all about the push, man. We talk about that on Grilling with JR every Thursday. It's all about the push. Well, something must have came up that the comp- made the company not want to do business with Rusev. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. It's always been, He's always been a nice kid to me. He has great is a great upside to him. He hasn't reached his, his potential yet, so I just believe they have to reset. Ross includes his thoughts on the matter by saying that he hopes these former superstars will not take what happened to them to heart. Instead, he hopes that this will motivate them to work towards another prospect for their career that they weren't given a chance to show during the time in WWE. Quote, they're independent contractors. They're entrepreneurs. How do you make your brand better? If your brand is on a shelf in a store and it stops selling, how do you resurrect it? You just do the same thing over and over expecting change. Well, let me tell you, that doesn't work. If I were these guys who were let go by the WWE, the situation wouldn't be the end of the world. Trust me, I've been there. 
It will end your life. If you are that weak and shallow and this is the only thing you wanted to do, WWE is my dream, I love this, then you need to reset and improve the brand. And that's very, very good to say. Right now, with everything that's going on in the world, it would make no sense for AEW to hire any superstars right now. They're on closed sets. Um, I mean, the Matt Hardy one was a good one. Brody Lee, of course, was to be expected. But right now, it wouldn't make. He was right. It wouldn't make any sense for AEW to go after anyone. It's true. Right now is just. There's no work, to, no work to be had. You know, independent promotions are pretty much down. Um, the only, like I said, the only, the only two major players, WWE and AEW. Those are the only two players in the game right now. So, like I said, I mean, Rusev would definitely be a good hire, but right now is not the time. He is right. Got to marinate on it a little bit. You know, once we get past all of this, then, you know, they can show off and show off their talents before they get back into the, you know, a major player in AEW or in Japan or wherever they go. The wrestling business is at a standstill for the most part. And not much we can do about it right now. So for the Rusevs, for the Diana Perrazos, the MJ Jenkins, for the Cassius Onos, get ready. Because when all this is over, you're going to pretty much at you pretty much ask for top dollar. Again, Rusev to AEW would be a fantastic pickup. Right now, though, I think he just needs to, you know, collect his thoughts, chill, get his mind right. And then when all when you know, once this passes, then he can be able to show his talents wherever he wants to go. Doesn't matter. MJF reveals he might need surgery and takes social media hiatus. This is from ringsidenews.com, written by H. Jenkins. MJF knows how to create a lot of attention. His social media antics also makes it difficult to know when he's being genuine and not trolling. It seems like he might be serious about this one. We previously reported that MJF revealed he was having a personal issue that hasn't gotten better. Today, he revealed that he might require surgery to repair whatever is wrong with him. This was followed up by a second tweet proclaiming he's taking a break from Twitter. Quote, my issue has gotten worse. It looks like I might need surgery. I'm genuinely trying my very best to come back for you guys. I'm going to take a break from Twitter. Hopefully, MJF will be okay. AEW double or nothing on May 23rd will seem like it's missing something without him. He also couldn't make it to the AEW television tapings in Norcross, Georgia. Nobody from the New York, New Jersey area made it to the tapings. Smart move on their part. And of course, they're asking, you know, you know, do you think, you know, do you think he's hurt? Do you think he's just joking around? Hey, if he's hurt, he's hurt. You know, we haven't really seen him in a while. We haven't, I haven't really seen him since Revolution. So, 
am I not expected to believe that maybe he is down? He has an injury that he has to take care of. I believe it. If he's joking, great swerve. Fantastic swerve. But I think they're not, I think he's not joking around. I'm just saying, you know, you don't really necessarily joke around with an injury like that. I'm just saying. We may not know the severity of the injury of whatever it may be, you know? If we do, and if it's legit, then you know, hopefully he gets this issue taken care of sooner rather than later. And they can come back and be the soul of the earth once again. I mean, don't get me wrong. It would be hilarious if he, if we all, if he swerved all of us. But I think with this one in particular, I think that, uh, He's not joking around here. I don't think he's joking at all. Continuing on. From SI.com. New Japan Pro Wrestling plows ahead with future plans amid coronavirus uncertainty. This is from Justin Barrazzo. NGPW President Errol Mage spoke with Sports Illustrated about how the company is managing the coronavirus, its new television deal, and whether it would partner with AEW. New Japan Pro Wrestling President Harold Mage extended a message to all wrestling fans dealing with fear and uncertainty as a result of the coronavirus. The coronavirus, be damned, has impacted the entire world, says Mage. However, throughout our 50-year history, we have experienced and overcome numerous crises. Not only only emerging stronger as an organization, but also as a good social beacon bringing hope and excitement worldwide. NGPW sincerely believes professional wrestling and will, will once again unite us all very soon. Sharing our passion, I swear to God, I cannot adult today. Passion for wrestling together. Mage connected with Sports Illustrated to address the state of New Japan Pro Wrestling, including a potential return to action, the upcoming Wrestle Dynasty show at Madison Square Garden, and the potential of a working agreement with All Elite Wrestling. New Japan held its last show on February 26th before ceasing live operations in accordance with a recommendation from the Japanese Ministry of Health. At this moment in time, our events up to and including March 21st have been canceled. Everyone involved in the situation wants to get back to business as usual immediately afterward, and we are working toward that. The situation is fluid, however, and we have to act responsibly. The coronavirus has dramatically affected how sports and events-based businesses worldwide are able to operate. Being the biggest professional wrestling organization in Japan put a spotlight upon us and gave us a significant social responsibility. It has been our duty to not just act in the best interest of our fans, wrestlers, and staff, but a society at large. Mage and his staff have remained creative during this unexpected in-ring stoppage. This is how the Together Project on New Japan streaming service came together. Quote, We've thought about what we could do to boost morale of all our fans, and hence the Together Project was launched. This project seeks to use our streaming service, NGPW World, to stream original content on a regular basis. 
This includes creating and streaming programs such as live talk shows by the wrestlers, never-before-in-seen matches, interviews, and the addition of wrestler commentary and point of view to their own matches, all with the goal to give fans unique content in these trying times. We were encouraged to see our first live talk session reaching the sixth highest trend on Twitter, and this content has also been av made available in English, giving our international fan base the chance to see another side of our Japanese talent. End quote. The date for a return to live shows is unknown. The possibility still exists that New Japan will hold its heralded New Japan Cup tournament later in the year, but those decisions will also depend largely on where, when the active product resumes. Plans are still in place for New Japan to hold its first ever Wrestle Dynasty show in New York at Madison Square Garden on August 22nd. Quote, we are still absolutely planning to hold our first ever Wrestle Dynasty event at Madison Square Garden in August to showcase the very best wrestling NJPW can offer our fans in the USA. The slogan of the event, We Built a Kingdom, Join Our Dynasty, celebrates the community spirit that has built NJPW into what it is. That is a fervor and passion that we feel we will make Wrestle Dynasty, a tremendous success after we overcome the current crisis. MSG is the Holy Grail of wrestling venues, and our first event there in April 2019 was a big success. Our biggest event of the year, which brings the best we have to offer and culminates that year, is our annual January 4 Wrestle Kingdom event in Japan. We wanted to create and deliver a similar experience for our U.S. fans, and therefore have established the Wrestle Dynasty brand, whereby we promise to give our U.S. fans the very best we have to offer as a similar one-time annual big event each year. Pre-sale registration is already open for the event, and tickets go on sale starting April 10th. New Japan sold out 2019's G1 Supercard at MSG, which was co-run with Ring of Honor in under 20 minutes. This will be a standalone New Japan show, and it will be competing directly with WWE during SummerSlam weekend, going head-to-head -head against NXT TakeOver the same night, only 200 miles away. Quote, we believe competition is a healthy thing that will keep us on our feet and that we cannot be complacent, said Major. Two big competitive events held in a relatively close proximity is the ultimate test of our brand strength and means that we as a company must deliver the highest quality experience possible. We are confident that like our past events, the fans will cho that choose to come to our event will be left with an experience that lasts a lifetime. WWE made headlines recently in Japan announcing that NGPW Ju legend Jushin Thunder Liger will be part of the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2020. Rumors also resurfaced that WWE is planning establishing a presence in Japan, possibly by partnering with All Japan Pro Wrestling. Mage explained that New Japan does not issue comments on rumors. Inevitably, the topic of AEW seemingly inserts itself into every conversation about the future of NGPW. AEW performers such as Chris Jericho, and John Moxley, who is the New Japan's IWGP United States champ, also worked major shows for NJPW in Japan. Mage was willing to discuss the potential of a working agreement with AEW. Throughout our 50-year history, we have had numerous relationships with other wrestling promotions. Japanese mentality is one of loyalty. We work under a long-term principle that, once in, you're in for a lifetime. AEW has made tremendous inroads in establishing and is establishing their unique brand of wrestling with their vision of what wrestling should be. We continue to watch the with interest how AEW continues to evolve their brand. Although AEW is not one of NJPW's current partners, Mage is very pleased with the current relationships in New Japan as with companies around the globe. NJPW continues to have a strong relationship with Ring of Honor, and we foresee the relationship, including talent exchanges, to continue as our relationships with CMLL in Mexico and RevPro in the UK. 
All our partnerships help expand NGPW's global footprint and help bring the best possible experience to our fans worldwide. How much more do I have of this article? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we holy shit. I picked a very, very long article. Um, I'm going to cut it there because <laughs> I want to focus more on the, you know, what they're going to be, you know, doing with NJPW, with Wrestle Dynasty, and everything they have going on. I mean, they're, talking, of course, in the article, they talk about um, possibly having a women's division. Let's see what we got here. You know, we're talking about the dojo system. Let's see what we got here. You know, returning to primetime television. You know, that's um that was supposed to uh, be this spring, which is now pretty much. You know, they have a primetime platform now. Uh trying to get the uh women's division together. You know, they had starred and talent on um Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe. That would be interesting. You know, they have a New Zealand dojo now. Uh, besides Tokyo and LA. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of they got a lot to look forward to. Once they get into you know, getting back into the swing of things. And that will boost NJPW up so much more than it already is. And that would help out New Japan a lot, getting back into the swing of things whenever they start their um they start up again. If we get if we get an uh a New Japan Cup, I would say they do it right after World Tag League in November. Or kind of started in November, but they had it leading into November, uh, December, and trying to finish everything up before um, Wrestle Kingdom, and have that be like the main event. Because yes, we're missing New Japan Cup, but now it's tr- now it's an interesting time. You can get creative with it. I say do it in December, do it right after World Tag League, you know, and have that be the main focus going into Wrestle Kingdom. 15. Can't believe I've already seen like four of them things. Fucking great. 11 through 14. My God. 11 through 14. Oh my goodness. And now, I would say that would be a dope thing to do. Wrestle Dynasty, though, they stated that it was going to be on a level like our Wrestle Kingdom just in the United States. And if they are able to get that show off in August, same weekend as SummerSlam, which would be absolutely hilarious. And I'll I'll put it to you like this. If New York is able to have this event in August, more than likely I will not be watching uh Wrestle Dynasty live. It's not bias, it's just, you know, I can check it all out you know, throughout the week. And then I can discuss it from there. May replace one of the shows. (laughs) Um, 
may replace it last week, this week, or I may just include it into one big ass show. Who knows? We'll see when we get there. Or I may delay the good, the bad, and the ugly a day or two. Probably have to do it that Thursday. So it'll be like a Tuesday, Thursday, Friday format. We'll figure it out when we get there. What NGPW is going to be doing for the remainder of this year, whenever we start back up with New Japan, they have got a lot of shit going. Mind you, actually, no, they couldn't do New Japan Cup because they already have the G1 in the fall, which is fucking dope. Um, Because we have G1 in the fall. World Tag, you know, King of Wrestling, uh, World Tag League, Destruction in September. And then December will be fucking, oh my God, it's going to be fucking ridiculous. A fall G1. Yeah, I mean, the remainder of 2020 still seems right to me in the world of New Japan and WWE and AEW. New Japan, I think, is going to be prepared. They're going to be ready. And I'm sure once they get everything set up, you know, it's going to be on and popping and back to normal. Back to business as usual. I do I do hope for the best for all promotions around the world during this time. So once they get back up and running, it's going to be a great time. And I'm sure we're going to see great content and just great storylines, hopefully. And just seeing wonderful, wonderful professional wrestling. And to end this week's episode of News of the Weekend from WrestlingInc.com, NXT star Dan Matha reveals he got into a brutal car accident before WWE released him. This is from Joshua Gangyong. Former NXT star Dan Matha revealed he was in a car accident that ejected him through his car window, leaving a nasty wound to the back of his head. This apparently happened before WWE released him during this week's cuts. Matha debuted in NXT in 2016, spending his entire tenure there until this week. Boy, do I have a crazy-ass story to tell all of you, Matha wrote. From the world getting locked down to getting ejected through my car window and then being released by the WWE, it's been a wild, I mean wild, 21 days. Tune into my IG Live at 1, and I'll drop all the details your little red heart could desire. Over on his Instagram, the first part of his live video cut out, but he returned to talk more with his fans. Mathode confirmed he wants to wrestle again and does have some other things he wants to get to, including a show that he's currently working on called The Drop. Quote, I would like to continue wrestling. I worked my ass off for the skill set. Five years, blood, sweat, and tears to be a great entertainer, okay? I'm not just going to throw it, throw that by the wayside. I'm going to look for somebody who's looking for a young, hungry, driven, ambitious man that has something to offer the world. I think that they're out there. I think that there's plenty of people out there. It's unfortunate that the WWE didn't think the same things about me that I think about myself. But I know that there's other people out there that think those things of me. End quote. Damn. And I heard about this news a few days ago. I wanted to save it until today. Um, I heard about Dan Matha when he was in the Indies. And then I got signed, he got signed by the WWE. Um, did some matches on telly, some, but for the most part, he was doing mostly live shows. 
and he was team he was going to be teamed up with Riddick Moss being known as the Outliers with the Robert Stone brand. Unfortunately, that never came to pass, which kind of sucks cuz that would I thought would have been a very interesting combination beginning of the brand and then somewhere down the line bringing in Chelsea Green. I thought that would have been a really good storyline for Robert Stone and all those involved. Unfortunately, that was not you know they had no chance in hell of that one. But damn. My lord. That is brutal. Car accident ejected from front seat through car window onto ground. Yeah. That's going to leave a mash in your head. I'm glad he's doing all right and doing well. Hopefully no concussion or anything of that sort. Um... Damn. And then they go from that to being released. Maybe WWE found out about injury and figured it may be a while before he gets back to 100%. But fuck, man. That's, that's, that is a wild three weeks. To go from working for the WWE to get into a car accident and then getting released. All in a span of three weeks. That's wild. I'm glad he's doing okay. Glad he's doing all right for himself. I don't know. It's rough because, you know, nobody ever wants to get into like a get injured and then get fired. That would suck. Imagine you got injured at work. Well, that'll probably be wrongful termination. Um, and that's a lawsuit uh, with most jobs and careers and such. But WWE is kind of different. I'm sure WWE probably found out and realized maybe, yeah, we can get rid of them. It's rough. It's rough. And there's no reason for me to rant here because I'm not trying to lose my voice. Nor am I trying to hurt my throat. Um... But let's let's be real. You know, he's hurt. He got released. Kind of sucks. You got to think about the amount of talent that they have. And the amount of talent they're having in the performance center. Hundreds. And... The main thing is that, you know, making sure he's in full health, taking care of himself, and make sure he's all right. Again, I mean, for those released, this doesn't help anyone. You know, I'm not saying it doesn't help anyone, but, it, you know, it, it sucks. You know, now you're in quarantine and not really doing much, and you have to, you're going to have to wait a while. Hopefully, Matha and those who have been released get back on their feet and get back into what they love to do, which is performing and doing professional wrestling for the pro wrestling faithful. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to do it for episode 194 of the YLP podcast. Y'all know what we're about to do. About to end the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 195 of the YLP podcast. We'll be right back.
That's going to be it for episode 194 of the YLP Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are, and the world. Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Of course, y'all know about Patreon. Patreon.com slash WrestleMatic Radio. Check that out. I believe I still have free uh, Patreon exclusives. How the WWE should have booked WrestleMania 36 Days 1 and 2. And if you like it enough, please do consider being becoming a member of the War Nation Patreon gang. Because you won't, you won't be able to find anything like The Secret Files, Love and War, Fretz's Fate, uh, Fate 5 on regular WrestleAddict Radio programming. No, no, no. You can find that only on Patreon. 17 cents a day. $5 a month. Get you all the access. Group chat. Uh, once we get everything settled with the merch discounts on merch, exclusive articles, and uh, podcasts for your listening pleasure. If you want to go check out our merch store, if you just want to do a little window shopping, please do consider checking out our merch store, teespring.com. Search for, search for Wrestle Attic Radio over there. Uh, we got the War Collection out right now. Uh, t-shirts, tank tops, uh, tote bags, beach towels, coffee mugs. Find it all over there. Check it out on there. I'll uh, give you my Instagram handle later on in the segment, and you can go check the link out on my Instagram there. If you have any thoughts, opinions, ideas for shows, you just want to shoot the shit, say hello, have a little rant, whatever feels good to you, sound off. Let your voice be heard. Leave us a voice message on anchor.fm slash radio. If you're going to leave one for me, put YLP in there so I know you're talking to me. And if I like it enough, I'll have no problem featuring it on a future episode of the YLP podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the Young Lions perspective. Share this episode across all your social media, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters, um, Twitter DMs, text messaging, Facebook Messenger, whatever you got. Share the good love of the Wild P Podcast, the Kings of the Rings Podcast, Game Changer Podcast, and of course, the Gift of Podcast by the one and only Mance. In these times, you might need a distraction. A little something to get your mind off what happened went on, you know, going on during the day. That's where we come in. We are here for the, for the professional wrestling fan. And not only are we the cure for the common wrestling podcast, when you put Wild, the YLP Universe and War Nation together, the YLP Podcast, Kings of the Rings Podcast, Game Changer Podcast, and the Gift of Podcast are here for you. And again, not only are we the cure for the common wrestling podcast, but we are the alternative for Professional Wrestling Podcast, and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all know for the most part we are on Anchor.fm, which is top-tier primo shit. But 
if you only thought we were just on Anchor. You are sadly mistaken, my friend. You can find, of course, the YLP Podcast and the other podcasts from the War family across several different platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast FM, uh, Podcast Addict, I'm sorry, Player FM, CastBox FM, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam! Search for the Young Lions perspective, the Kings of the Rings podcast, the Game Changer podcast, and of course, the Gift the Podcast across several different platforms, all these different platforms, and you should have no problem finding them whatsoever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast in and of itself, you can follow me over on my Twitter, Suede Senator War. That's S-U-E-D-E-S-E-N-A-T-O-R, capital W, capital A, capital R. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays. SmackDown Live on Friday nights. Every WWE live pay-per-view, every AEW live pay-per-view, every NXT and NXT UK takeover special. And once we get back into the swing of things with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and it's 3.30 in the morning, and I went to the bathroom, couldn't go back to bed, and have nothing else better to do, I do live tweeting for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. If you want to follow me over on my Instagram, the mothership of everything that is the YLP universe, all that good stuff, updates, memes, when shows came out, I uh, usually uh, make a post the day after, just in case you missed it, so you can go check out the uh, the previous day's episode. Follow me over there on my Instagram at young underscore lions underscore perspective. Again, memes, updates on shows, breaking news, all that shit, all the good stuff. And of course, you can find the Teespring link over there on my bio. Follow me on both of those platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast. Tomorrow. Or, well, by the time you probably hear this, today, Tuesday, we'll be talking about last week, this week, we're going to be talking about last week's episode of NXT. Um, I've already seen a little bit of it, and I like what I've seen so far. I still have to watch the Knox uh, Gonzalez match. Um, anything else was important? I'll, I'll figure out when we get there. So we'll be talking about all, about all that tomorrow, and then get you prepared for what's going to be going down this Wednesday for NXT. XT. So guys, enjoy the rest of the evening. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday if you're going to be listening to this tomorrow. And I'll see you guys right back here Tuesday night for episode 195 of the YLP Podcast. See you!